Welcome to Gardening Naturally with Jeff Ferris. Call or text Jeff now with your gardening and landscape questions. 512-836-0590. Hey, good morning, gardeners. Are you ready? The cold weather is coming. Um, Whether you like it or not, By the end of the day today, we will be in the 40s with a very strong breeze out of the north. That means our wind chill could be freezing temperature. Not a nice day. So, what are we going to do today in the garden? Well... We're going to have to, we're going to have to, prepare for it. Now, the weather report says we're going to get rain too, possibly a lot of rain. And it's going to be cold rain. Between today and tomorrow, we're getting a fairly large amount of rain and very cold temperatures. Snow, no, 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 no. We're not getting snow. We're probably not even getting sleet. But we are getting cold. And the wind chill will be biting. Boy, it will be cold outside. Having to do anything outside in this kind of wind, in these low temperatures, it's not about the work. It's about being so cold. It will be painfully cold. And I don't know about you, but I don't have to give up my comfort for my garden. Tomato growers, this weather will end your tomato season. Even with frost cloth, it's going to be too cold for tomatoes. Even with frost cloth, okay? Frost cloth can give you four to six degrees worth of captured heat. In this weather, you're going to still be on the edge, probably below the comfort zone of the tomatoes. So before it gets ugly out, get outside and pick all the tomatoes you can. Bring them in, and you'll still get to get a, a harvest. They will ripen on the counter. They'll ripen faster in like a paper bag. And they will turn red just like they would if they were on the vine. But you need to get them before it gets too cold. If you have not, if you have not harvested your sweet potatoes yet, they will be okay at this temperature unless you live somewhere 
where the vine above the ground part frosts. That will kill the sweet potatoes. That doesn't mean you won't get any. It just ends their production. You will have to harvest them fairly quickly. They will rot in the ground if the top vine freezes. So those in the outlying areas, if you're growing sweet potatoes, be ready. 39 for a low in Austin early Tuesday morning. If you're on the outer limits, if you're on the outer edges, nope, you're going to you're going to have a problem. I uh, just got texted a good message. Some folks have clover in for a ground cover. This is not going to be cold enough to kill the clover. Even a freeze, if the clover's been in the ground a decent amount of time, six weeks maybe, your clover should be able to handle a frost. You'll lose some top growth, but the roots will keep going. And they'll continue to capture nitrogen and, and return it to the soil. They'll continue to grow roots, which will improve the tilt of your soil and build organic matter. So clover is a great cold weather cover crop. This weather should not be so cold as to take out the clover. If you have black-eyed peas, purple hog, turtles, you know, zippers, if you have those kind of peas in the ground, you may lose those because it'll get cold enough to top kill those peas. That top kill is fine. That way you don't have to cut them down or turn them into the soil. It's just nature's way of going, okay, this crop's done. If the cold kicks back your buckwheat, your um, southern peas, if it tops those plants, if it gets so cold that it top kills those plants, great. You don't have to do any work. You can let the top kill lie on the ground and act as a cover for you. It'll act as a good mulch. And those roots will decompose in the soil and return all the nitrogen they collected. That's the problem with our legumes. It's not a problem, but you have to understand something. Legumes capture nitrogen out of the air, and they store it in their roots. Actually, this bacteria does the work. But it doesn't share it. 
planting beans next to your tomatoes, the tomatoes aren't going to get to suck up that nitrogen. You have to kill the plant. If you top kill the plant, you cut it flush to the ground, it will start to release the nitrogen it gathered back into the soil, which would be great for plants you plant in there. But simply planting them next to your plants, not sure. It may release some nitrogen, but it it holds that nitrogen for itself. It's not an altruistic plant. It holds that nitrogen for its growth. If you want to return it to the soil, you got to kill the plant. Kind of brutal, but the organic matter you wind up with and the extra nitrogen will be wonderful. It'll improve the tilt of the soil, the fertility of the soil. It'll feed all the little critters we need in there that convert nutrients into usable forms. And you wind up with a great, great garden with little work on your part. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. I need to take a break. We'll be right back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Let's go to the phone. This is Doreen. Doreen, what can I help you with? Hi, Jeff. Um, I have two plants that are in containers. One is a lion's tail and one is a, a bride of Barbados. Is it too late to put them in the ground? They're about, I'd say maybe the lion's tail is probably about two feet tall. <clears throat> Both of those would be hit pretty hard if they got a freeze especially if you just now put it in the ground, considering the cold weather is coming. If you leave them in the pot, at least you can move them out of the worst of the cold wind. Could you put them in the ground? You bet. If you get a freeze, they're really going to get hit hard. So do you think I should wait until spring? Yes, you can keep them in the container and do that. You know, wherever you got them from, whatever nursery you got them from, if they have any left, they still have it in the pot, and they will have it into the pot until somebody buys it. So you can leave them in that, and it gives you the ability to get them out of the cold. So can you put them in the ground? Yeah, you can. Can you suffer bad if we really get that cold? Yeah, it could kill them from the shock. Okay. Well, what about other just perennials, you know, um, because I've got some smaller perennials that I'd like to put in the ground. Is it the same with them or? Um, Perennials, it kind of depends on them. The thing about perennials is, they're going to wind up being in the ground 
when we get cold weather anyway. Right. You just would really rather not slam dunk on them and go, okay, I'm going to yank you out of the pot, put you in a new place that you hardly have any roots exposed, and we're going to freeze. That's a bit much on them. And we're only talking, excuse me, at least as they reference this weekend, um, it should be beautiful weather this weekend. Not raining, uh, sunny, really nice temperatures. So you shouldn't be, oh, gosh, I got to do it today. You can do it next week. We're a month away before our first average first frost and that gives you time to get them going okay okay well good and i guess i'll keep the lion's tail and uh the bride of barbados in the container i'll witterize them (laughs) yeah and you know um those plants go pretty dormant in the cold anyway. Mm-hmm. So keeping them in their containers, you know where they're at, what they need, and you can keep them out of the cold or the worst of the cold. Okay. They'll do just fine. You can put them in in the spring. Okay. Very good. Very good. Thank you so much. Thanks for the call. Yeah, folks. <clears throat> I I I don't understand sometimes. Maybe it's because you know we're busy and some of us I I I admit to having a back porch back deck that was covered with plants in nursery pots because I'd find something I wanted and I'd bring it home and I couldn't get around to getting it planted. But I've never been in the, i got to do it today. You don't. This weather is probably not going to be fatal to a lot of the plants that you have. But you don't have to pile on. The act of transplanting a plant is hard on a plant. That's why they call it transplant shock. And if it's suffering from transplant shock, and then we turn around and it freezes, you risk losing that plant. So unless you have some, you know, dire need to be out there and plant something because you think it needs to be there Before the cold gets here? No, it doesn't. Skip this weekend. The weather is going to be absolutely terrible. By noon today, we're going to see the temperature start to drop off. And not just the temperature, we're going to start getting some pretty healthy wind. Gusting to 25 or above cold, rainy. In other words, why do you want to be outside? 
they'll be okay waiting one more week. Next weekend, 79 for a high, 59 for a low. That's lovely weather. That is truly lovely weather. That's a good way to get your plants transplanted or new plants put in the ground. You don't have to be in that kind of hurry. Um, everything will be fine. There is no ticking clock on our plants that are going, you got three minutes to get me in the ground. Not how it works. This nasty weather is, I know there'll be gardeners out there. I used to do it too. Bundle up, put on a waterproof hat, and I'd be out and working in the ground. I don't do that anymore. It's not that critical to the plants you have. If the weather is terrible, why are you out in it? Kind of, maybe kind of lazy on my part, but uh, my garden isn't going to be particularly overcome if I wait until this cold snap goes through. Actually, after this cold snap, I'm going to be pulling out the last of my tomatoes. They bloomed like crazy when we started getting rain. They didn't produce any fruit. So, disappointing, to say the least. I got a good question texted to me. What about our peppers? Okay. Peppers are technically a perennial. If you could keep them from freezing, they will run all year long. Is... 35-degree weather bad for them, not like it is for tomatoes. They would definitely like it to be warmer. But these two days of cold, okay, three days of cold temperatures, they should be okay. If you can cover them, you will not hurt them. They'll be just fine. If you can get a cover over them for this weather, you're giving them a better chance. But I think they're going to be okay. I have two really bushy, big uh, bell peppers covered with fruit, still getting blossoms on it. And I think that they're going to get through this little weather burst just fine. Okay, let's be honest. They better get through this weather burst just fine because I'm not going to do anything to protect them. That may not be great for uh, the peppers. That may seem kind of selfish to them, but they should be okay. They should be okay, and I'm just waiting for the peppers to start turning red to harvest them. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. It's the bottom of the hour. I need to break for the news. I'll catch you on the other side. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. 
Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm getting some strange questions texted to me. They're not strange, okay? They're just they're they're just not really needing to be asked. If you live in an area that may frost or freeze, okay, 32 degrees or less, and you're probably pretty far out in hill country if you are, unless you are reaching that cold, your plants should be okay. If you are unsure, if you are concerned or nervous, you can cover them with a single simple layer, a, a, a single simple layer of frost cloth. You want to put bricks or milk jugs or something under the frost cloth so that the cloth doesn't lay on the leaves of the plant you're trying to protect. Because it can actually freeze at that point. If we were to get that cold, the frost cloth could freeze and damage the leaves. If you're not going to freeze, all right? If you, uh, overnight lows are not gonna be 32 or less, your plants should probably be okay, leafy greens especially. Now, you may singe the edge of a leaf. It may brown, it may freeze a little on the edge, even in cold conditions, but that leaf will get replaced. You want the roots to ensure that they don't freeze. And I was going to say, make sure you go out and water. You shouldn't even have to worry about that. The kind of rain that we've had recently, the, the rain that is coming, the soil will stay warm enough that you won't have to worry about any of your plant roots freezing. Let's go to the phone. This is Jody. Jody, what can I help you with? Yeah, hi. Uh, good morning. So I have property in North Georgetown, so most likely you're going to get a freeze in the next few days. I usually wrap my young trees with sun scald wrap, the trunks, the bottom trunks, and I'm curious if you think this event warrants wrapping them early before this uh, freeze happens like today. Nope. And the reason why is they're going to be in the ground for years now, right? They're yes. going to go through lots of winters and cold. You don't, you, you don't need to wrap them unless the ground itself freezes. And that's going to take below 32 degrees for days, 48 straight hours below 32, and the ground may freeze. And we're not looking at that kind of cold. So you don't uh, need okay. to wrap them to keep them protected. 
Yeah, I had a lot of uh, young trunks get cracked during the first big freeze we had in February two years ago. Mm -hmm. So every uh, early winter, I've been wrapping the young uh, lower half of the trunks to keep them from doing that. And it seemed like it helped from the last freeze last year. But mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't know if like it's a it's an event thing where it's warm and then it's cold and that's why they crack. But you're saying the ground has to be at a freezing temperature for several days for sun scald on uh, trees to be affected. Yeah, and the okay. thing about that crack, it's um, more than likely if you look at the crack and figure out what side of the tree it is on. That is probably where the prevailing wind was blowing against the tree when it was freezing weather. It's kind of a giveaway. It'll look almost like somebody took a knife and cut straight down through the trunk. That is not fatal to the plant. But it is from the cold, which, okay, it got cold. And that wind blowing directly on it, any moisture there at all, means that it could appear to be colder than the surrounding air. So that water in the tree freezes and splits the trunk a little. So long as it doesn't go all the way through the trunk and break it in half, the tree should recover just fine. Okay, thank you. Yes, ma'am. Good luck. Yeah, Thank folks, um, that, is a, that is a common thing. Uh, used to get a lot of calls about, hey, I went out and looked at my tree, and it's got this what looks like a cut straight up and down on it. And sometimes it can be like a couple inches long. Sometimes it can be a foot long. If we have weather like we're going to have, where it's really cold and there's a lot of rain, the trunk of the tree is going to be wet. If we get cold, like near freezing temperatures, and strong wind blowing on that spot in the trunk, you will find that you can get that spot to freeze, and that will cause the trunk to crack, to give you a up-and-down split on the trunk. It's, it's rare that that is an issue. It is definitely disturbing, though I think it looks kind of cool. Uh, it just is character of the plant. Trees are not the only ones that can suffer this. Pretty much anything that has exposed branches can get this freeze effect. And we could literally be above freezing and have it happen. That would be unusual, but it is possible. Jody was using sunscald wrap as a way to protect the tree. That will work. It will not harm the tree. And doing so basically puts a blanket around the trunk of the tree. So even though it's cold and the wind's blowing like crazy, it's not causing the problem to the tree trunk. <clears throat> and the older your tree, the more mature, the bigger around the trunk, 
the less likely you will see this kind of damage. Although I've seen it on uh, 18-inch oaks. That was a particularly bad year. Trees, they should, they should be fine. Especially trees that would normally be in the ground at this time of the year. If they were brand new, like if you planted them a month ago, they should still be okay. This is the environment that they live through. This is, this is what they will do during the year. But if you're concerned, if you're concerned, Jody does have the answer there. You can get the sun scald material, comes in a roll, it's like crepe paper in some of them, and you simply wrap it around the tree. You can do maybe two foot of the trunk to help protect it. The closer to the ground is always colder than higher up in the air. So if you're wrapping close to the ground, you're sure to protect it. I don't think you'll need it, but if you're not comfortable with that, only takes a minute to do. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. I need to take a break. We'll be right back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Hey, welcome back. Oh, this is going to probably be a common question with the cold coming. What do you do with your plumeria? Well, we have pretty weather coming after this cold. Next weekend, high of 80, low of 60. Man, that's the sweet spot in the garden. But what about this cold that's bursting through here the next couple of days? What about plants like plumeria? If they're in a container and you can cover them so that they do not reach freeze, you could consider leaving them outside. If you are sure you're going to get a freeze and you can't protect them, you can start cutting them and storing the cuttings for next spring. I think you should be able to wrap them up depending on how big they are. We had one, the natural gardener, that every year we had to move in the greenhouse with a forklift. It was like 12 feet tall. Can't wrap that up very easily. But if you've got one that's 18 inches, wrap it up. Keep it out of the worst of the cold. And it should make it through these next couple of days. And we start warming up again. You can unwrap them, let them get sun, let them get warmed up, let them get their final growth in before you do cut them back for winter. <clears throat> I don't think it's a real critical thing 
that we're going to be cold enough that you're going to have to cut them back? Don't think so. You will never go wrong overprotecting. Never. I'm getting questions about the rains coming. Should you be fertilizing? Sure. When you use a dry fertilizer, that's how they work. They will pick up the water from the rain and they basically melt. They dissolve into the soil so the plants can get them. And depending on the fertilizer you have, some of the fertilizers are really kind of powdery, like cottonseed meal. Some of them are granular. Some of them are pressed. They look like little itty bitty, you know, half inch long hair. They all wind up dissolving and breaking down into the soil. Those are the dry fertilizers. What about those liquids? Well, liquids are best when there's already some moisture in the soil. That allows the soil to take up the nutrients. That allows the soil to get those fertilizers, the liquids, down deep into the soil where the roots are. So if you wanted to use your liquid fertilizer before it rains, that's fine. If you wanted to wait till right after the rain, when it's warm enough for you to go out there and do it, that'll work too, because there'll be moisture in the soil. And you know it's that moisture in the soil that you want if you're looking at doing beneficial nematodes. Beneficial nematodes are not fans of freezing weather. Again, our soil rarely freezes. But this coming week, that would be a good time because the temperatures are in a really good range. And there'll be moisture in the soil, which they need to have to be able to move through the soil. So this rain lets us do lots of opportunities. It is a great time to do fertilizing. It is a good time to do your beneficial nematodes because the temperatures are not yet too cold and the moisture in the soil will let the nematodes spread through the soil easily and quickly. So, this is uh, this is a good weekend, although do your work before it gets cold and windy or after it gets cold and windy. The in-between times, not worth your effort. You don't want to be out in that cold. 
if you have just transplanted something, okay, particularly perennial plants, by default, perennial plants are ones that would stay in the ground 24 7, 365. That means, that means that they should be okay. Even if you planted them this week, they should be okay for the next couple of days. If you are concerned, put an extra layer of mulch around the root zone. That will help keep the soil temperature warmer so we don't have a chance of getting the roots freezing. There's plenty of moisture in the soil now. We don't have to worry about that. But your plants should be okay if you've already put them in the ground. If you are really concerned, like I said, extra mulch around the roots is never a bad thing. It can help keep the soil somewhat warmer. Now it's not gonna add 10 degrees, folks, but it will help protect from the cold, um, really causing you a problem. Someone's texted me about Pride of Barbados. They've collected a lot of the seeds. You can attempt to propagate those seeds. I would get a community pot with a good potting soil in it, one that both holds water and drains well. I know that's kind of contradictory, but that's what we want out of a potting soil and you plant some seeds in it. You wanna just fill the pot, sprinkle the seeds around, and lightly push them into the soil. If you think about the plant, when it makes that seed pod, they pop open and they just fall on the ground. They don't wind up going into the soil. So what you can do is just lightly Push the seed down, just barely below the surface of the soil. It is not a 100% germination rate, but if the seeds are mature enough, you stand a very good chance of producing lots of starts. That's why I recommend a community pot. You know, let's say I have a one-gallon container. That's worth a half a dozen seeds, maybe. And you let them start growing. And once they get big enough where you go, okay, I can put these in a bigger pot or I can put them in the ground, you can just lift them out of that material. But Pride of Barbados is a, you stand more than a fair chance more than a fair chance of getting it to germinate 
And that's always fun to do. Now, they may not germinate till warmer weather. So keep the soil damp, at least damp, and have some patience. They may take a while before they finally start growing. Remember, they take a while to show up in the spring because they want really hot weather. So be patient and look forward to hopefully getting a few Pride of Barbados for yourself. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. We're at the top of the hour. We're going to break for the news. I'll catch you all on the other side. <laughs> 